When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hey, how about you, everybody? Welcome into this week's edition of the Auburn Live Recruiting Show. I'm your host, Jeffrey Lee, Senior Recruiting Editor for Auburn Live on 3. If you're not a member of that site, man, now is about as good a time as any to get signed up. we got so much news going on right now. Basketball transfer portal, football transfer portal, recruiting, official visits being set, unofficial visits being taken, uh, coal on the road. We're doing it all, man. You can get it for less than $10 a month at Auburn Live on 3. Today is April 27th. It's a Thursday. Keep that in mind with listening. Uh, we do refer to tomorrow, yesterday, and the other day quite often. So today is Thursday. I'm joined, as I always am, by Mr. Cole Pinkston, Mr. J-Head. How about you, fellas? How about you, brother? All right. Cole, are you in a trance? Yeah, yeah. Can y'all hear me okay? No. no. I can hear you just fine, man. You just got a little bit of a... We'll we'll get back to you, Cole. Figure that out, big dog. Before we get started, man, we got a lot to talk about. Uh, But before we do, Jay had hit me up before, and he was like, "Man, I need a new car. My wife Mm. needs a my my uh, my side chick needs a used car." (laughs) Dude, I I got all in one place right here, man. Give Mr. Caleb Schofield a call there at Mike Patton Auto in Lagrange, Georgia, off of Lafayette Parkway. Caleb has fantastic selection of new and used vehicles he sells new ford lincoln chrysler dodge jeep ram and honda fantastic even more diverse used car lot all those used cars have to pass a multi-point inspection before they even consider putting them on the lot and then they sell them you drive it off they back those used cars with a free three-month three-thousand-mile warranty and the new cars all come with a free lifetime powertrain warranty unlimited time unlimited mileage it's a big deal uh, and if you're not in the market for a car, man, but you know somebody who is, need $300, send them to Caleb. He'll send you, the, he'll send you that three, th- those three bills. Give Caleb a call, man, 334-531-0996. Tell him we sent you for Portal. Since our last show, since our last recruiting show, Auburn has had two transfers uh, officially okay. visit. Yes. One, the Tulsa offensive lineman, interior offensive lineman, Mr. Jaden Muskrat. Uh, followed a couple of days later by this was the surprising Jay Head and um, Mr. Jaheem Thomas from yes. Cincinnati, who we all in, initially thought was this Jack, was this speed pass rusher. And I got to talking to him at, at, on his exit interview, and I noticed he was with Josh Aldridge. I talked to him, I asked him about the coaches. He met with Freeze, he met with uh, Aldridge, he was going back to talk. More to Aldridge. Aldridge was all over him. And I said, you t- you know, what about Ron Roberts? Ah, no, I was mostly Aldridge. So they recruiting you to play in- inside? Because I was still going, like, maybe they're recruiting him to play both. And, he, and, and it was mostly inside. And then after we got through with the interview, I think I wrote it, and, and we all got in our group chat. And both of y'all were like, it makes sense, right? It made a lot of sense. That and they're recruiting him to play inside. 
Yeah, recruiting him to play inside linebacker. That was obviously a position of need for us. You added two guys in Austin Keys and Demario Tolan in the early portal window. But Tolan's a, a kid who's a younger kid. He's probably going to need a little bit more time to develop some. And Jaheim Thomas is a ready-to-play guy right now at weak inside linebacker. I mean, he is a prototype wheel. Played exceptionally well there for Luke Fickle, who's a fantastic defensive coach at Cincinnati last year. Um, and had a lot of what you would call competitive reps. Two two seasons, pretty much, of competitive reps at a really good school in Cincinnati. A school that was in the playoff two years ago. This past year, they played an SEC program in Arkansas, multiple other high-level programs. And the AACA, AAC in and of itself is a very good football league. So when you're looking at a situation like Auburn, who was killed at times last year at the weak side linebacker position, if you look at the Penn State game, they ran counter and duo down the weak side's throat on a cutback all game long. If you bring in a guy like Jaheim Thomas and you pair him with a guy like Austin Keys, that takes care of those run fits. You have two guys that can come downhill and come downhill in a hurry and fill those run gaps. So it makes all the sense in the world. I think we just got confused because the kid's so long. You know, you think, okay, this is a pass rusher. He's every bit of six foot four, I believe. And the only highlights that I saw were of him rushing off the edge. Now, right. you, I think Cole was the one who says I went. Uh, Cole watched a lot more film of him than I did, obviously. And he was like, he played mainly in the middle. Cole, correct me if I'm wrong. And then, excuse me, would drop down, rush the passer, and is that, is that kind of what? And, and after after we you you were putting all this information out there, I was like, dang, dude. He's an inside backer. Yep. Yeah, he was he was used everywhere, right? I mean, he was used. You can hear me? Okay. Yeah. He, he was used on the inside. Well, I'd say inside, weak side, like like Jay had said, is where he's used. And, and of course, if if we saw a guy that was the, the size of Cam Riley hit the portal, we'd think edge immediately. But he's an inside guy, right? So it's not always about size. It's more about skill set. And I don't think that Jaheim Thomas is the guy that's going to set the edge like Derek Hall could do, even though he's built the same. He's more of a, you know, uh, run in the running lanes and go sideline to sideline kind of guy. He's got that kind of skill set. But, man, he's a good player, and it, it kind of, it's kind of telling if they're wanting another guy like that, even though you have a couple that could be that way with Tolan and, and Cam Riley somebody who's experienced like Cam Riley. So I think that's telling. Well, I thought it was even more telling when after that visit, we saw Auburn offer a true edge, a true Jack, right? Yes. From, was it James Madison? That's yes. correct. Isaac Okuwu, I think is how you say his name. Yeah. Okuwu or Ukwu or something like that. Yeah, right. God knows, don't don't lean on me for another <laughs> name, fellas. I don't think any of us are good for that, honestly. <laughs> I think you two are better than me, that's for sure. Yeah, oh, Isaac. Yeah. Uh, so Isaac is your more prototypical Jack pass rushing speed rush off the edge kind of guy. This, came, this comes after Jaheim Thomas. Uh, before we move on from Jaheim Thomas, uh, let me finish that up. Uh, for Auburn Live subscribers, you guys already knew this, but his top three, his final three, sounds like Arkansas, Auburn, Wisconsin. He'd already visited Arkansas, met a lot with Travis Williams. He talked about him to me a little bit off the record. He visited Auburn, and then he's going to Wisconsin next. A date has not been set, but as Jay had said earlier, Luke Fickle, his former coach at Cincinnati, is now at Wisconsin. So, so maybe not some traditional powers you're recruiting against for Auburn, 
But when you're going up against T-Will in Arkansas for a linebacker, first-year uh, linebacker coach, Travis Williams, and then Luke Fickle at Wisconsin. And the kid is from Ohio. His parents are – they're very close. His parents were with them. He has a brother who plays for Cincinnati. Um, so all his family's up in Ohio. Wisconsin, I, I think my geography is not great, but I think Wisconsin is northwest of Ohio. That'd be correct. Oh shit! Really? Yeah. Hmm. Yeah. yeah. I, mean, I, I do that. I'm, you know, Wisconsin's northwest of Ohio. It's right there beside each other. I don't know anything about. Well, you got to cut through Illinois to get to Wisconsin. <clears throat> well, yeah, I, you know, out of Michigan. I was getting to that. Thanks. <laughs> uh, so, but you know, his his family's very close. Uh, they're all very close. His brothers at Cincinnati. So, you know, do they stay in that region with Luke Fickle at Wisconsin? Maybe. Uh, but I think that's worth mentioning. Uh, but we'll, we'll follow up with Jaheim. I want to follow up with him after whiskey, after his whiskey visit, and see kind of where they stand. Uh, but uh, moving along to the James Madison, Isaac, true pass rusher. He has not set a visit that we're aware of, but we think one could be coming soon. And then we, we were talking before the show about this other guy from Appalachian State. Abbey State. Yes. Happy State, Jalen McLeod. McLeod, yeah. Jay, had you seen him? You're familiar with him? A little. Um, Where's he play? So he's an outside linebacker for Appalachian State. They run more of a traditional 3-4 there at App State and have for several years. Um, But he's a guy that's very comfortable in playing in space. And if you're looking for a situational pass rusher or somebody to give you some twitch off the edge, I think Jalen McLeod could be that guy. Now, Auburn's pass rush situation – let's be completely honest here, is not in what I would consider a favorable situation, okay? You brought in a good run-setting edge from Vanderbilt, who's a grad transfer. Great young man, great locker room guy. But in my honest opinion, and look, if you ever see me in person, please don't kill me because you're 265 pounds. You'd snap me like a twig. I don't think he gives you much off the edge, okay, in, in a pass rush setting. So you need somebody that can come in, situationally speaking, and give you that juice. Keldrick Falk might be that guy, but I think he's probably even better suited to play a true defensive end position, and I think he's going to continue to grow into that. While he's playing Jack out of necessity for us this year, you never want to throw a freshman into the fire if you don't have to while they're still learning and developing that skill set uh, to be able to play multiple positions. So a guy like Jalen McLeod or Isaac Yu, let's call him Isaac Yu from James Madison, um, they make a lot of sense for you. Or even a guy like Stephen Singh from Liberty, who obviously this coaching staff would be very familiar with. So I'm not going to be surprised at all if you see one of those three names end up at Auburn maybe this weekend or sometime soon uh, on a visit, and Auburn try to capitalize on that and, and bring somebody else in that can add a little extra something to the pass rush there. And with that, I'll, I'll hand it off to Cole because I know you've watched tape on uh, on several of these guys. Yeah, well, I, I think the bottom line is with the new defensive scheme that Ron Roberts wants to do, uh, and he is multiple, so he's got options. He can switch around and do different things. But, you know, number one with the 3-4 defense or the three front at least yep. – is it's more important to have that nose be, you know, a veteran, somebody who knows what they're doing more so than it is the Jack linebacker. So they can get away with some of that youth there 
with Keldrick Falk, and, and you don't call it youth with Elijah McAllister, just maybe, you know, he needs a little help. He's not an every-down guy probably, right? No, he, he's a two-down guy in my honest opinion. Sure, sure. I mean, he's not really your pass rush specialist. He might be better setting the edge, okay? Well, you got to have that, and you got to have a pass rush specialist and a guy that knows what they're doing. So I don't think – I think just, just as it goes with quarterback or as we see it with quarterback – this is the next most important position or just on the same level as quarterback because without one of those kind of guys that knows what they're doing as a pass rusher, you're you're not going to get any kind of pass rush from the edge, and that's not good and because and, that's what the new scheme looks like, right, with guys coming off the edge that way or coming from a stand-up position, right, and they just don't have it. But it is more important to have the nose, and they got that with Justin Rogers. This is kind of the final piece of the front puzzle. Yeah. Right. So, so obviously, Auburn wants an edge. The uh, Equu, Isaac, keeping an eye on Jaquan, I mean, I'm not sorry, Jalen McLeod. Mm-hmm. Two edges that could possibly visit soon. Jaden Muskrat was an interior offensive lineman from Tulsa. He visited first and spoke with him briefly, man. He, he was, he, he, he ain't about he ain't about I mean, all this business. Yeah. yeah. I mean, <clears throat> but uh, also, uh, you know, Dylan Way's big here. Philip Montgomery, obviously big here. But, you know, Arkansas, there's Arkansas and there's home. We, we've seen this movie a lot of times in, in the transfer portal. Kids wanting to go get back closer to home. He is from Arkansas, Bentonville, I believe. Yes. Not the home mm-hmm. of D'Angelo Benton. <laughs> nope. Uh, but uh, I think he's visiting Arkansas this weekend. Um, so w- still going to keep an eye on him. If anybody was to pull him out of, away from home, if he doesn't want to go home, I would think Auburn's got to have the edge there. Yes. Definitely. And, and in my opinion, we could use him. I mean, I, I think Hugh Freeze wanted another interior offensive lineman. But the unique part to me about uh, Muskrat is, is his ability to play multiple positions. I think in a pinch he could also absolutely play at right tackle for you if oh, you yeah. have issues of injuries. Yeah. So when you have positional flexibility built into your game and familiarity with a part of the offense that we're going to run, because obviously this is a mesh of two concepts between Philip Montgomery and Hugh Freeze, but you're going to have some understanding um, of the offense and the objectives that you're trying to accomplish within said offense and the concepts that you're going to utilize. And on the offensive line, and Cole can speak to this better than most, you need guys that are smart and understand the offense up front. That's where everything starts because if you have guys that understand the protection aspect of it, mm. most of the things will fall into place. You can scheme around other deficiencies. But if you don't have those pieces that you can move around on the chessboard up front, you're going to have a tough day, man. And we've seen that the last two years. So a guy like Jaden Muskrat that can come in and can compete right away at right guard with Cam Stutz, who I did hear had a pretty good fall camp. I'm not fall camp. She's a spring camp. Yeah. Um, and can give you that positional flexibility, I think he would be a really big pickup for a team that's I – th- I like the, the starting five, but when you get into that top eight, top nine, and you're going to have injuries, I've got some question marks there to a degree. I, I think you hit on the main key there, J-Head, because Muskrat is going to have a great idea of the terminology. And, and you got to think, you have limited time now because spring is gone. Yep. you got fall camp. And, of course, I mean, you can get on the board and get in the meeting room and learn it, but there's nothing like putting it to, you know, uh, to action out on the field. And, and Muskrat's already done that in a very similar offense, if not some of the same stuff, 
right? So if you can get a guy like Muskrat to do that, you take him. Or if you can get a man-child like Emmanuel Pregnon, who was the other guy they offered, you take him and, and you take your chances with him learning things. Right. But since you missed on that guy, and that was kind of a tough one because everybody in the world wanted that guy, Muskrat was the other guy you looked at and said, I mean, this is a no-brainer offer. It's why you're not just seeing every – even if it was a starter somewhere, you're not just seeing them throw an offer at those guys. There's right. a reason for that. Muskrat's not a mauler. He's not the Jeremiah Wright guy who's going to be, you know, taking someone out of the screen at the whistle. But he's savvy. He's pretty good at playing both guard and tackle. Seen him do both. So um, I would think it would be a good pickup. And I'm with you. I don't know if I don't know if he's a shoe in to be a starter over Cam Stutz. No. I'm not so sure. Or Tate Johnson, who they seem to like a lot. It's just more competition. It's another guy that knows your offense, and you don't have to coach him up too much on that part. Two years of eligibility. Two years of eligibility. So a guy that could replace Stutz potentially moving into next year. Right. We talk about continuity all the time, right, specifically amongst the offensive line. Well, even if he doesn't start, say he's your sixth guy because he's your most valuable offensive lineman coming off the bench, being able to play guard and tackle. He slots really nicely into, this, into the starting offensive line group the following year um, to give you somebody with experience. And, look, this is another guy that's had competitive reps in a good league at Tulsa in the AAC. They played Power 5 competition, at least two different Power 5 teams, I think Ole Miss and one other team. Um, and then, I mean, you look at the caliber teams in the AAC, Tulane, Cincinnati, UCF, Houston. These are all programs that are either, A, elevating to Power 5 status, or two, I mean, you look at Tulane, they took it to USC in the Sugar Bowl. Hmm. Okay, so – it's not like they were any slouch by any means either. So this is a guy that's seen quality competition, that's been a starter, and played a lot of reps in a scheme that he's going to be asked to do similar things in. So it's a plus-plus, in my opinion, if you can pick this kid up. Yeah. Let's see. Uh, Auburn offered a uh, wide receiver from Colorado. Cole, I think you were all over that. Tell us about Mr. Montagna. Yeah, Montagna. Joe Montaigne. No, it's a uh, Mont. <laughs> it's the best quarterback I see. No, it's a uh, Montana Lemonius Craig. Is that right? Yeah. Yes. Okay. That, that is right. I've heard it enough on the radio recently. Okay. Okay. You know what's interesting too about all these portal offers? Each one you see Auburn extended offer to. You also see every other school that needs somebody extended offer. And some of those schools are Penn State, USC, Ole Miss, Arkansas. Not slouches, right? Uh, well, you know, Lamonius Craig was the same way. He got all those offers pretty much. Um, had 154 yards in their spring game just now at Colorado. A 98-yard touchdown, I believe, was one of those. Dang. So, actually, did y'all see what's, – what's Deion Sanders' son's name? Shador. Shador. He went on Instagram and was telling people to spam Montana Lamonius Craig's comments saying, hey, why are you leaving? Why are you leaving? That kind of thing. So this is one, even though they've lost a 1,000 players over there, this is one they didn't want to leave, evidently. No. So, yeah, Auburn's in on that one. You know, we're, a, a lot of times with this portal stuff, we can we can figure it out sometimes, but it's it, it's quiet. It's quiet. And the guys like Jaden Muskrat, you know, that don't like this 
this whole spiel. Yeah, they don't need recruiting. it. A lot of those guys in the portal are like that. They've already been through the process. Mm-hmm. They have a pretty much a good idea in their mind where they're going to go, or maybe they're starting to once they hit the portal. And uh, those guys just show up sometimes on campus. That's how it was in the first portal window. So yep. we just, you know, we got to watch for them, and, th- and that's kind of how we find out sometimes. So is he a guy that could visit? Sure, absolutely. He, I'd, you know, be on the watch. I don't know for sure. Um, but we'll see. It's just a talented receiver. They obviously want a bigger body receiver. Yeah. That's what it's saying. And he's a 6'2 guy, I think. 6'2, maybe close to 200. Six, it depends on where you see it, but I've seen him anywhere between 6'1 and a half to 6'2. Sure. All right. And you're right. You know, look, Prime's gotten a lot of attention this week for kind of how they've handled that roster uh, management piece there at Colorado. Sure. And he's been tapping into a rule that exists for first-year head coaches where you can actually cut scholarships or cut scholarship players within your first year. You can? Yeah, if the university will accept them on a one-year academic scholarship. Mm. It gives them a year to find a different landing spot where they maintain eligibility and stay in school at no expense to themselves. So he's cut a lot of guys, but Montana Lamonius Craig is not one of those. He's about four. Uh, of of guys that have gotten into the portal that you know Coach Prime did not want to see leave the University of Colorado. Now, I don't ever want to take too much out of a spring game because Lord knows we've seen enough A day superstars <laughs> to last us a lifetime here and then get literally nothing out of them That's the true. following season. And in addition to that, I think the guy he broke the ninety yard one ninety yard uh, reception on. Looked like me back there in the defensive back. Oh, I, I noticed that there were a lot of mismatches. Like, <laughs> yeah. Uh, so I don't want to make too much of it, but intentional, did, intentional mismatches. Yes, <laughs> I did see where he had some good games in a watered down Pac-10 last year. He's played Power Five competition. He's a guy that had over 400 yards. And Colorado's quarterback situation was bad last year. I mean, I mean look, we've been critical of the quarterback position here at Auburn. Cut on the tape of what Colorado looked like last year. It was brutal. Shador Sanders is a massive upgrade for them. Um, and I think this kid would have produced probably this year in the pack. And so if we're able to bring him in, I don't exactly know. I mean, I think he'd probably slot in at the X and B or maybe the Z and compete against Camden Brown or, or one of the other outside wide receivers for a starting spot. Do I know he's going to come in and be an absolute superstar? I don't. Do I think he can add a competitive guy? to the roster that can be in your two deep right away and be counted on to produce. I do. So I think he would be a really good pickup if you're able to land him from the standpoint of, I don't know that we have all the pieces necessarily to kind of execute what Philip Montgomery and Hugh Freeze want to do on offense. This would be an answer to some of that. Sure. Speaking of what Hugh Freeze and Philip Montgomery want to do on offense, Auburn flirted with Tyler Buckner, the Notre Dame transfer quarterback, Tried to get him in for a visit. Never was confirmed. He went to Alabama the day. I mean, it was like within an hour he had a visit set to Alabama and visited there. Never left uh, before he committed. So he's off the board. Tyler Buckner, uh, Chance Nolan also, the guy Auburn. Kicked the tires on. Kicked the tires on. Committed to TCU. Yes. Jordan Hudson has canceled his official visit, the former five-star. And I talked to somebody this morning, and they were like, he, he he might have initially planned to, to go on a visit. That dude was locked. I think even Cole and both of you guys told me this too. He, he was going to SMU before he entered the portal. 
Right. Uh, but Auburn thought they could get him on campus. He actually planned and set one up, but he has canceled, and all signs point to him going to TCU. So right now on the board, as far as the transfer portal board goes, with offers, you've got Muskrat. Pregnon's off the board. Yes. you got uh, Muskrat, Jaheim Thomas, yep. Isaac Equu. Yes. Montana, Montana Lamonius Craig at wide receiver, and those are the only four known offers. Right. Yep. Now, we think that guys like Jalen McLeod or Steven Sings could be potentially close to an offer, and there are probably other, a handful of other guys that they're evaluating. But of what's been known and posted by these – because Auburn's not announcing offers, right? right. They, 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 they would rather keep this quiet. So we're really relying upon the young man and or what information you guys can get from your sources as to, what, as to who's been offered at this point. And those are the four known offers right now. There you now. go. And Jaheim Thomas, you know, he never put anything out. He just showed up at Auburn, right? Right. So, uh, if they're coming on an official visit and they're a transfer, you know they got an offer. <laughs> correct, correct. So there's probably, you know, a couple more guys out there that sure. probably haven't tweeted out who could show up at any time. So that's why we're just on the lookout. It's just impossible with the transfer guys sometimes because they have no interest in talking about it. They're just no. ready to go and make a decision. That's yeah, right. Vain about that. I thought Ben Middlebrooks, the transfer center from our big man from Clemson, when I talked to him, he visited Auburn. He's a basketball guy. Um, you know, I think he said out loud what a lot of these kids said, man. Listen, I'm a grown-ass man. Like, <laughs> I ain't got time for all this. And, I mean, he didn't say these words, but that's what he was saying. Like, <laughs> it's, I don't want to go through this thing again. You know, like, just yeah. let me let me go visit. If I like the place, it's a good opportunity for me. Uh, I, I'm in, right? You know, I don't want to. I don't want the bells and whistles. And, and I even talked to Matthew Cleveland before he left Auburn, and I talked to him four years ago when he visited as a high school kid. And I said, well, you know, what's the what? He's like, man, what, what I had prioritized back then isn't even on my list today. You know, I jokingly was like, yeah, women, and you know, so, he's like, you know, we just joke around. He, he didn't care. He was in there. He he had been in there playing, you know, video games with the guys. You know, he wasn't out at the bars. He was looking at video with the coaches. Yeah. Uh, wh- wh- how do I fit in the system? What's your depth? Let me see who's in front of me or who I'm going to be competing with. Let me see the defense. How I, you know, it, it was all about relationships and opportunity. Yep. So, somebody told me it's it's like the difference between a first wedding and a second wedding. <laughs> Absolutely. That first one's just extravagant. You spent so much money on it. The cake yep. is huge. There's so many people. Second one, hey, we're just going to go to the courthouse. Dude, hey, listen. So that, I mean, you nailed it, Cole. Cause that, <laughs> my first, you know, it was all Jessica and I. <laughs> so we're going over to a, a Hawaii with my mom and my dad, my sister. Oh, all, very the whole, cool. The whole family, we're going on vacation. And we were like, look, while we're over there, let's put on a different set of clothes. Let's walk outside. Let's get married. Yeah. <laughs> and then go out to eat. I was like, perfect. Yeah, man. No cake, no doing nothing. We bought some, you know, some blue pants and a white shirt from Amazon for seventeen dollars. She brought an Amazon dress, you know, for forty five dollars, and we're gonna go outside. So very, very, what was that a metaphor? Yeah, analogy. Yeah. Analogy. Yeah. There you go. Whatever. <laughs> um, hey, let's turn to some high school recruiting, man. Uh, Cole has been on the road. We've had actually had some pretty big news coming out, some official visits being set, some official visits not being set. Yes. Um, the one thing that I had high school-wise, I've been on in, the, in the portal mostly, but 
uh, talked to Jaquan McCroy, the four-star offensive tackle from Clay Chalkville, uh, number one in-state offensive lineman, number one in-state offensive tackle. And he was like, eh, Auburn's not pushing for me. I haven't talked to them at all. And you guys were uh, in front of that, you know, don't know where he is on the board kind of stuff. Well, he apparently is not worth phone calls and text messages and energy and attention that so he's got Ole Miss, Arkansas, Kentucky, uh, Oregon, Oregon yeah. and uh, maybe LSU. It kind of sounded like if LSU will let me, I don't know, but maybe LSU. But I, And people freaked out about that, and Cole, you, you kind of expected that, but somebody else made a good point. Dude, if the number one offensive lineman in Alabama doesn't have an offer from Auburn, doesn't have an offer from Alabama, Georgia's not pushing, Florida's not pushing, Florida State's not pushing, Tennessee's not pushing, The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to stay for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Maybe it's not such a big deal after all if he's going to leave the state. Yeah. Well, look, and it's not that they didn't like him because Auburn did like him at one point. They brought him in for junior day at that point when I talked to him, and he's you know he's pretty straightforward about things. He told me Auburn was number two because they were one of the schools that wanted him the most, right behind uh, I guess it was Arkansas at the time. Yeah, yeah, I think that's what you reported. And Oregon was in there, you know, some of these schools, but it's just like they were hot and cold on him ever yeah. since then. And and I picked up on it, and and Jay Head, you did, and and he picked up on it. He picked up on it that, that Auburn was not all in with him. And guess who else did? His teammate, four-star wide receiver Mario Craver. Felt the same way. Well, I went to Clay Chalkville yesterday, talked to him. And uh, while we have this news on Jaquan McCroy, it's kind of going the other way with Mario Craver. Seems that Auburn's sort of back in and kind of going, ah, I think we like you. <laughs> you know, I don't think they've ever been able to deny his talent level. Sure. He's got plenty of talent. Size is questionable. Um, I don't know about character. People throw that around. I don't don't really know. I don't know about that. You know, I I talk to the guy and they're nice to me when they talk. Nobody's ever a jerk. So I don't know how to gauge that. But, uh, yeah, I mean, he's a guy that they like his talent and and Auburn's back in it. And he said Florida has the edge, which our Florida guy, Keith Niebuhr, uh, reported, I, I kind of helped him with that, gave him a little assist there. And Florida, you know, um, weird flex goal. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Florida, I man, mean, it's the least I can do for him. There right? you go. <laughs> but, uh, no, as soon as he said that to me, I was like, well, I got to send that to Keith. You know, Florida's got the edge. There it is. Uh, 
anyway, Auburn's still in there right there with Florida. Ole Miss is creeping on in there. Mm-hmm. Those are the three right now that are getting the official visits from him. And I would say Auburn is the one he wants to have last. That's something I was told, which means a lot, if you ask me. Um, he, he said that last visit he took to Auburn is where he went, wow, they really want me. I like the way this is going. Coach Marcus Davis said Hugh Freeze was serious. I think he's impressionable and he enjoys that kind of stuff as well. But, um, yeah, so Auburn's in it with him too. And then McCroy, who is his teammate, and they visited together on the same day, is is kind of going the other way. Huh. And then you mentioned Jordan Ross, <laughs> J-Head, which is – Yeah. I think I've said on the show several times, I just did not see that guy going to Auburn. Even though I said Auburn sort of creeped back in, but I just didn't ever see it happening, man. Well, so I put together my mock class, my initial mock class. I'm going to do four of these the the other day. And, you know, the discussions that I've had with the two of you and what I've been able to find out independently on my own just led me to believe that Auburn had other guys um, a little bit higher on the board, predominantly Joe Phillips. I think they really are sold um, on him being their number one target right now at that edge position. Yeah. They think Jordan Ross is a really great player, um, but I just think they had some other guys higher. And when you get into this level of recruiting, sometimes when you take a kid like Joe Phillips, you're just not going to get a Jordan Ross. Or you take a Jordan Ross, you're not going to get a Joe Phillips. They're going to kind of cancel each other out to a degree. At Auburn. At Auburn, right? I mean, Alabama could do that. Sure. Georgia but, can do that. Yeah, but at Auburn, right? Not right just, now. Not right now. Given where we are in the state of the program, give Hugh Freeze three years from now, and you've got that winning product on the field, and, and you're putting guys in the NFL, it's a little bit different story. But that's not where Auburn is right now. So I, I think they're they're concentrated on two or three other guys in front of Jordan Ross. Jordan Ross picked up on that, like you said, Cole. Um, and, you know, they just kind of are both going in different directions. Cole, you uh... – where did you, you went to Clay Chalkville uh, Wednesday. Yeah, Clay Chalkville and Hoover. That's where I went. Oh, yeah, Hoover, Bradley Shaw. Yeah, Bradley Shaw. I actually got to go see them in action a little bit in the workouts um, before school. I got there real early and uh, talked to him. And, and that's where, you know, I have not thought to ask these guys lately about Big Cat Weekend. I just not not for any reason other than, you know, I just haven't thought that far ahead, I guess. On the back burner. Sure. We'll get to that. And official visits, that's kind of been the big question lately. Who's going to officially visit? Everybody's sort of getting that all locked down now. So, um, well, I didn't even ask about Big Cat. I asked, you know, Bradley Shaw, what's the latest with you and Auburn? Because he's kind of hard to get a hold of. We we haven't had much on him. He said, well, uh, next time I'll be there is for Big Cat. I'm definitely going to make it for that. I was like, oh, yeah, Big Cat. For sure. He didn't know when the date was, but they've apparently talked to him about that and made it a big deal, and he's excited. So he's going to make it for that. He wants to officially visit Auburn. Um, so I wanted to get a gauge on where Bradley Shaw – Is he a middle, middle backer? Yeah, he's an inside guy. Yep. And, and actually getting a look at him in action yesterday, I think he's – I think he's progressed from where I saw him last year, and I saw – Let's see, what was the game? I went to Hoover and Thompson last year. You can't really ask for a better high school game than that. Hoover beat them in that game, 9-0. to zero. This is the first time they played. Second time, Thompson won. Um, Damn, they <clears> shut out Thompson? Yeah. 
They got a stout D this year, Jeffrey. It was Dang. it was a shutout, a complete shutout, and uh, that changed again in the second game. I'm pretty sure Trent Seaborn was in the game the next time they played, and that changed things up a little bit. But Bradley Shaw was good in that game, but I kind of, you know, I was I left going, eh, he's good. I can see the athleticism. I'm wondering where the physicality is a little bit. I've seen him yesterday. I went, oh, okay, he's he's sort of taking a leap there. It looks like he's he's added some weight. It looks like he's quicker. I think he's an elite prospect. I really do. And I think Auburn um, has gotten another look at him and went, hmm, that's one of the top guys right there. We need to really stay on that one. And he said they are. I don't think they ever let up, but just just from not being able to hear from him is, is sort of tough in that situation. And, and you don't know where he's leaning and where, what he's thinking. Notre Dame's in there. Yeah, uh, I think Florida's in there, Georgia's in there, Auburn. Those are all the candidates for official visits. Alabama, right Tennessee, I think actually. He, I, I, he, didn't I think mention, he didn't mention Alabama or Tennessee. It's possible they're in there. Uh, okay, so these were the ones he said, and I asked him straight up about the schools that. So, say know, that again, Cole. Repeat the schools he said. I would. Um, Auburn, Florida, Georgia, Notre Dame. Okay, uh, and there's probably more than that, but that's just who he was thinking of at the time. We were sort of talking and walking there, so. Um, it was raining on us. So, uh, anyway, those are the schools, and, and I think um, I think Auburn's really in there, man. I really do. I got a good vibe. He's huh? a heck of a player. I mean, and he's a guy, to me, Cole, maybe they're – I don't know, and you probably know better than I do, if they're recruiting him as a true Mike or just an inside backer that can play Will or Mike. Yeah. I've watched him. Um, I think he can play either or. I don't think he's locked into any one position. I think he's got enough – athleticism and speed to play that with that will line, uh, linebacker position. I don't think he is purely just a downhill Mike by any means, but I think he could play it 100%. I, I think he is probably a will. And I'll, I'll tell you why, because I think the Mike for this class is, is DJ Barber. I think that's the guy that you go all in for at Mike, right? Yeah. Now Demarcus Riddick really doesn't fit either category. You put him wherever he wants to go. Yeah. Because he can do it all, right? So you got – I would say – this is how I'd put it. He's the guy that it doesn't matter where he plays. Riddick, you got to have him. Number, You know, he's the guy that you're going all in for. Joseph Phillips is your jack, okay? All right. DJ Barber is your Mike, and Bradley Shaw is your Will. Now, are they going to get all four of those guys? I don't think so. But I think they can get three, two to three. I really do. Bradley Shaw is going to be tough, but I think I think they're strongly in the mix with him. Auburn is. And don't forget about Sterling Dixon either, who also slots to the inside there as another option. And that's probably your top four guys. I would think on the interior, if you're looking at the board right now, you're talking Bradley Shaw, DJ Barber, um, Riddick. Marcus Riddick, absolutely, and Sterling Dixon. I think those are the four that you, you that you probably have under consideration. And maybe Jordan Burns from Pace Academy, but I, you know, I got to find out more on that on that situation. Well, it's obviously going to be a big linebacker class, yeah. Because yeah. Wesley Steiner, Cam Riley, they're on their way out. Austin Keys too, if I'm not mistaken, is a one year guy. He's a junior. He's got two. okay. He's a junior. Excuse me. Uh, so you got these older veteran guys, and they're on their way out. And there's no telling. What if Keys has a really good year? Is he ready to go pro? You know, is he that kind of guy? He's got the look of a pro guy. So they're, they're going to make sure they get some linebackers in. And, and 
Aldridge has said several times, look, I play five guys. I play five. There's no, I, he made it clear to me when I was talking to him in the roundtable discussion we had during the spring, when I look back on the tape, it was like I saw 32 and 13 in, um, and zero in just about every single snap. He said, that is not – we can't do that. There's no way you can perform to your fullest on every snap. It's impossible. So we've got to have some more rotation. And I think that speaks to these guys in recruiting. I think it speaks to DJ Barber. I think it speaks to some of those guys. Bradley Shaw, he's heard that pitch. So they're going to have a shot at getting a really nice linebacker class. I mean, a really nice one. And I think those are some candidates that could be in it, obviously, uh, with Joe Phillips at your jack. So, um, but the other guy I saw in Clay Chalkville was DJ Barber. And I sat down with him and uh, found out that his cousin is Austin Keys. Which That's crazy, man. I did not know that. And, and he came to A-Day. He went to A-Day. And, and he and his dad were sort of talking to me before there. And they were saying that, you know, they felt like Auburn was pushing. And they'd been consistent with that. And they love it. They love that that push from Auburn. Um, Jay Head, I think you said Arkansas was in it, and I think yeah. you're right. I think you're absolutely right. Yeah, I was told Trav's got some confidence on that one. Don't that, who? That, that Travis Williams has some confidence on that one. He thinks he's really in it. On Barber? Yeah. Mm-hmm. I'd say they are. After talking to him, <laughs> it seems like T. Will is making a, you know, making a real case to grab him, but. At the end of the day, and I even asked Mario Craver this because, you know, their teammates, they they take trips together. I said, where do you think DJ's going? He said, uh, I think he stays home. I think he probably stays home. That's what he says. We'll see what happens. I, I still think, you know, I got a prediction in for Barber. I still think Auburn's the, the team to beat. Yeah. Um, but Arkansas is absolutely in there. Make no mistake. T. Will is, is, you know, doing a good job there. And look. We all know what kind of recruiter Travis Williams is. Okay, so for Josh Aldridge, this is kind of a testing ground of sorts because to be in the SEC, you got to win big-time battles. Getting a skin on the wall against Travis Williams is no easy thing to do. So don't underestimate – I mean, just because he's the home state guy, I want our fans to know – I think we all understand this, but getting a D.J. Barber versus Travis Williams, even for a home state kid, that's still a victory for Josh Aldridge, and that's a great oh, way yeah. to touch your teeth. So, you know, don't don't think this is an automatic slam dunk. Yeah, Trav can he can win some recruiting battles. There's no question about that. But love your reporting on DJ Barber. I love the kids' tape, um, and and I truly do hope that he stays home because I think he could be an asset for this football team moving forward. Yeah, he's he's the kind of guy that just fits what Auburn linebackers have been in the past. Zacoby McLean, Deshaun Davis, Trey Williams. He's he's in that mold. Yeah, absolutely. Just had some news while we were on the show. Mr. Chad Simmons yeah. posted that uh, an official visit has been to Auburn has been set by Mr. T.J. Lindsey, a three-star defensive lineman from Arkansas. Yes. Uh, for June the 2nd, first one for that weekend. We've got a couple of others locked in for that uh, for, the not, for the next two weekends, June 9th and June 16th. But T.J. Lindsey, June the 2nd, uh, three-star defensive lineman from Arkansas. Uh, I don't know. If we uh, I think we did talk about uh, Jalen Crawford last week setting up an official visit for June the ninth. Uh, Chance Robinson still listed on here. He's a Miami commitment. I don't know if that will happen. Egan Boyer committed to Penn State earlier this week. He had an official visit set for June the sixteenth to Auburn. 
uh, along with Justin Green, the four-star defensive lineman, and Nick Marsh, the four-star wide receiver. Official visits in June, camps, Big Cat in July, and, of course, the transfer portal. So the transfer portal closes Sunday. Yes, closes Sunday the 30th. And then beyond that, it's only grad transfers that can actually transfer. They enter the portal, but it's not like during this same condensed time period like everybody else. So if a grad transfer on May the 7th wants to transfer. Yes. He can. Will he publicly be in the transfer portal, or does he does he have to enter the portal? He does. So he will enter the transfer portal. You still have to go through the same forty eight hour process through. Um, what's the the name of the department? Rich used to run at Auburn Compliance. Compliance. Yeah. yeah, you still have to go to compliance, have your name entered into the transfer portal, and then there's a forty eight hour time window before your name will actually populate into the system. But it's specifically, you know, you have to be a grad transfer. You have to be a graduate to do that. And so contingent on when you actually graduate from the university that you're at, um, that's going to drive when you can actually put your name in the portal. And for, for Auburn, that they still, for any SEC school, SEC school you, the interconference transfer rule is still in effect on grad transfers. I'm almost positive that's right, Jeffrey. I don't know that. I can't get anybody to tell me 100% one way or the other. Like, it's just there's a lot of ambiguity there with that in particular rule, and maybe you can get some clarity there from Auburn's side as to that. Um, But I'm I'm almost positive that that was the feedback I got last summer, and I just – I haven't had any luck with getting anybody to confirm that and or find a rule specifically stated by the SEC that states that. So I'm, I'm going to try to look into that. Really, the only deadline they're facing these grad transfers is getting into their ne- their new team in or new school in time to uh, be an, be eligible on the roster for that year, right? Correct. And I don't know the date on that. I mean, there's obviously a, a hard, you know, a deadline there, but I'm not sure what it is. I think – so you're probably talking August would be, you know, for you to be able to play, but for you to be of any value to the team that you're going to be on, they're going to want you there sooner rather than later. You're talking June, July-ish. Yeah, right. Um, is when they'll want you to be there. Hey, I'm going to get – let's get us some uh, – how about you before we get out of here? Okay. To uh, grads. Oh, did you want to do um, any basketball? Well, we talked a little bit about Matthew Cleveland. Uh, he had finished up his visit to Auburn. He had already visited Missouri. He already visited Miami. And he's going back to Tallahassee for the next week to finish school, finish the semester, and then he'll head on to Atlanta and try to make his decision. I thought it was interesting that he said two to three weeks he wants to make his decision after having already visited all three schools. And, you know, we, we've heard that Auburn is going to be very selective with this with this three spot. They've got – They've got the point guard spots locked up for next year with Trey Donaldson, Aiden Holloway. Uh, they've got K.D. Johnson coming back at the two, but they wanted an impact guy to go along there with him. you got Denver Jones out of the portal. Uh, you got Chaney Johnson to go with Jalen Williams at the four, and you're bringing back Janai Broom and Dylan Carwell both at the five. So you, the, really the only missing piece to this roster right now is an impact three, and Auburn is being very judicious. Yeah. And and who, and who they uh they're bringing in. 
Jalen Tyson, uh, Matthew Cleveland visited. Jalen Tyson is expected to visit next week, first week of May. He is the transfer from Texas Tech. And uh, those two guys appear, appear to be the top two right now, but obviously not the only two. We, we've, we've heard some rumblings about maybe Vanderbilt's Tyron, uh, Tyron Lawrence being an, an option there at the three. We'll see how if that unfolds. Uh, but Auburn being very selective with the three spot and Jalen and Matthew Cleveland wanting to wait two to three weeks seems to work perfectly for Auburn. Jay Head. I couldn't agree more. And it, let's talk about the known guys. It, you know, I mean, Jalen Tyson and, uh, and, and Cleveland, they both can be impact scorers for Auburn. Um, I think Tyson's a better defender. I think Cleveland may be a more talented natural scorer, not shooter, but scorer. Um, and so they both have strong suits, and, and I think Auburn would be very blessed to acquire either one of those two. And like you said, there's been rumblings of another guy, um, and maybe it's you know the young man from Vanderbilt, maybe it's somebody completely different. I, I don't truly know. Yeah, me neither. So as this thing kind of unfolds, but I think our very own Justin Hokinson said he feels very good about Auburn acquiring a quality three-man, three and I think that's where all the focus is at. And it, look, when Bruce Pearl's been backed into a corner before, he typically comes out on top. So I'm looking forward to seeing who he acquires for that spot. And, look, I'm interested to see Chaney Johnson moonlight some of the three. I really am. I know that we brought him in to be a four. I think he may actually be your backup three and four. You know, it, oh, I forgot to mention Chris Moore. Did I mention Chris Moore? You did not. Okay. But you got Chris still in there, and I think Chris is actually a better four than he is a three. And if you're going to put those guys on the floor at the same time, I think Chaney might give you something a little more athleticism out there on the wing than Chris Moore can give you. So interested to see how they pair those two guys and work out the rotation aspect of that. But how they close this three-man, and then do they add another transfer? I think Bruce has left the door open there to possibly looking for somebody else to give them a little bit more depth. Who can you go get? My guess is they look for a one-year guy so they're not clogging spots on the roster moving forward. But I'll be interested to see how they go about that. It's just so tough to get a depth piece out of the portal. I mean, these, you know, I, I really think you know, if they could, absolutely. I just don't think they're going to be able to. I, and I forgot to mention Leo Berman. So Leo or yep. Berman can back up the two. He can back up the three. Chris Moore can back up the three. He can back up the four. Chaney Johnson can play the four. He can back up the three. He can play the three. So there's a lot of versatility. But you're looking at a, basically 11 spots. And they've got um, 10, I think, right now. Yep. Right. You got ten right now, looking for that eleventh, and then maybe add a walk on for twelve. But you know, I talked to a guy very close to the basketball team, and and he said, you know, Auburn doesn't have typically their entire thirteen scholarship allotment fulfilled. And you know, we we thought, well, well you know, they, they lost the scholarship or because of this or because of that. But man, even with the full thirteen in this day and age, it's very difficult to keep eleven guys happy with playing time, much less thirteen. So you're going to be wasting a lot of of time uh, and investment into these. You know, look at Yuan Traor. You know, he comes in, huge recruit, highest rated recruit, and I don't since. I mean, it wasn't that long ago, but you know, it, thanks to Bruce, that, that's kind of a right a year, a year thing, right? So uh, you know, you're looking at 11 guys moving forward with maybe a walk on or two. 
And like Jay has said, if you can find a depth piece, but I, I go back to Ben Middlebrooks, yeah. uh, transfer from Clemson. He wasn't going to play at Auburn, not a lot. Auburn wanted to get a depth piece. They wanted him to be a depth piece, a big man depth piece. And he was like, eh, I'll go to NC State because yeah. I can play more. Uh, uh, so, you know, it, it's going to be difficult for Auburn to get a depth piece uh, out of the portal. So I think they get one more transfer, the, the, an impact three. Whether we know him or not, I, or whether we've talked about him, I don't know. Uh, well, I mean, we, we know Auburn's obviously on Matthew Cleveland. Yep. Missouri and Miami are too. And we know Jalen Tyson, the relationship there with Corey Williams at Texas Tech. And he's expected to visit next week. And then that basketball portal closes May the 11th. So yes. short, shortly after that football portal, hopefully we'll know a lot more, man. This is uh, it's kind of this. Man, you talk about being fluid. At this time of year, you got the football portal opening and closing. You got the basketball portal opening and closing. You got a, so much going on right now through the spring. So we're doing our best, man. I feel like we're doing a great job at Auburn Line on three again. If you're not a member, get signed up. All right. Anybody got some high bounces this week? Two. All right. Okay. I I feel like we give this guy high bounces all the time, but he he's so worthy of it. It's Kim Osavi. I just gotta, I gotta give him one. I don't think I've given him one specifically in a while, but he's he's just he's sarcastic, but not in a bad way. He always finds his name on here. That's what Cole's. I, I think I have asked you to chemo not too long ago. Cole, yeah, man, he's he good. always finds a way on here. He's good, man. I gotta give it to him. So, chemo, Sabi, and then uh, Cookie Monster. Okay. <clears throat> I'm going to go with Johnny Knox 07. Fantastic <laughs> meme he hooked me up with for my yes. mock draft. Fantastic. For my, my mock class. That was fantastic, brother. Um, please keep uh, putting those out there. They are uh, they are invaluable to the site. <laughs> he deserves that one. Oh, sure. yeah. Uh, John, Johnny Knox is like, he, he should be a, just a, a permanent fixture in the high I agree. Yeah. Yes, I agree. Uh, I've got a, I've got a half dozen, six one way, half dozen the other. Uh, not, how about you, the nineteen uh, seventy Navy? Oh, yeah. How about you, big dog? How about you, the Hoke thirteen fifty five? Not to be confused with Justin Hokinson. <laughs> how about you, the Hoke thirteen fifty five man? How about you, the C Rob ninety? So Dirt Dog, remember Dirt Dog? Yeah. I don't even know if he's a member of Auburn Live. He comes and goes. I don't know if he's a rival fan or what, but. He called something. He called the decommitment of LeBaron Phylon, I believe. Yes, he did. Like days before, and everybody was like, shut up, get out of here, RTR, you know, go yeah, poison yeah. some trees. And um, and so after it come to fruition, I went on there, and I was like, hey, man, respect, big dog. You know, you, you called that. How about and, you? And uh, see Rob 90, yeah, how about you? I sure did. I, I used Johnny Knox's, <laughs> uh, not Ferris Bueller, what was the, the guy? So far as gone. That's what yeah. I said. Yeah. And, uh. They see Rob Knight. He came on there and said, he posted a meme. It was Joe Dirt. He goes, it's pronounced Deer Tay. You know, it was funny. Uh, how about you to B Die? B D Y E. How about you, Big Dog? And how about you to Z Money NC? Z Money NC. And then my final one is, how about you to Supper Club Trash Can? Oh, yeah, bro. Hello, I, my old friend. Yeah. <laughs> you both got a Supper Club story. So. <laughs> Hey, great show, man. We appreciate everybody. One more time, if uh, if you're looking for a new or used vehicle, call Caleb Schofield, our boy there at Mike Patton Auto in LaGrange, Georgia, 334-531-0996.
Give him a call. Tell him we sent you, man. Hey, we appreciate everybody listening. We appreciate everybody watching. Look for a Sunday night for the call-in show. For Jay Hip, for Cole, for Zach in the back, I'm Jeffrey Lee, man. Y'all stab that left lane. See ya. With Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.